Hi, everyone. It's Connie Bowman. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Healthy You podcast. And thanks also for your support of Back to Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up, my new book. It's now available on Amazon and Audible as an audiobook. So I'm super excited about that. As we move into the new year, I am also excited to bring you more interviews and great conversations with authors, healers, artists, and others who are on the path with us to balance in mind, body, and spirit. We will also be starting a whole new series called Shining the Light to bring some awareness to subjects that might not be in the mainstream media. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and if there's anything or anybody you'd like me to consider, please just send me a message from my website at ConnieBowman.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy View the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and one of the things I love about this podcast is just traveling around and meeting new people and having these awesome spiritual conversations and today I'm in Tempe, Arizona at this great restaurant. If you're ever in Tempe, my big fat Greek (laughs) restaurant, just like the movie, they have the most amazing hummus and I'm having a great salad with an author and a a spiritual master, I think. A.P. Morris is her author's name, but her name is Amy. She has a new book. She's written several books, but her new book, Unwrapping Me, is just such a beautiful book. And it's a really different book because she talks about her journey with her own issues with depression and health. And she uses meditation to get the answers for herself that she needs. And it's something that we can learn from. And I think this book has messages for all of us. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so awesome to sit here and eat a salad with you and eat this yummy hummus. Isn't it good? Yes, it's very good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you have this great life here in Arizona. What a great place to live. Yes. I'll never go back east. Sorry. <laughs> I know. It's so beautiful here it all is. the time. It's for in the summer. It gets a little well, warm. Well, yeah. Right? It's a little right. warm. But right now it's snowing there, and right now it's 70s here. Yeah. So yeah. I'll take so, it. So whatever. <laughs> okay. So your first book, They're Not Gone, you wrote with your husband? Actually, I well, I wrote the whole thing, but what I did was um, I interviewed 14, well, including myself, 14 of his clients, and um, told their story of how they met him and who they lost. And um, and her husband, Rick, is a medium. So when yeah. people come to him, they, they get to reconnect to their... Yeah. Their so, so uh, and then we did a kind of verbatim of um, the reconnection, the mediumship session, and then how it all related. Um, so, for example, if he said something in the session that didn't really make sense we'd go back and explain how it actually fit in. Yeah. And they're a really amazing story. It's kind of like Chicken Soup for the Soul meets John Edwards one last time. Yeah, yeah. So, and then um, just so you could get to know Rick some, after each story, I would sit down and um, think of all the typical questions one would get about that type of death. So, for example, if it was a suicide, people might say, is it, you know, is there a heaven and a hell? Is there a difference of what happens to a person if they kill themselves versus dying from cancer? And so he would, from his experience, you know, answer, do the Q&A with me so you could get to know what he thinks. And um, that kind of tied it all together. Yeah, so, yeah. Neat. That was a cool book. And then you wrote Sedona? 
Um, yeah, well, tell us about that. Well, that's actually uh, an article in the Sedona Journal of Emergence. Oh, okay. um, I can't quite see yeah, it. Yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I went to a workshop in Sedona that was about love. Mm-hmm. And it was not only about discovering the self-love in you, but connecting with others. And so it was a really interesting workshop, and I just felt moved to write about it. And um, so I wrote about my actual experience in the workshop, and they published it in the Sedona Journal of Emergence. Cool, cool. That's, yeah. yeah. And then 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. And you are a health, health nut, yeah. right? Yes. So. Gladly say I'm a health <laughs> nut. That was the story. It was one chapter. It's um, actually 101 different um, stories actually a lot of um, healthcare professionals, even from like Dr. Mercola, a lot of people know him, physical therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, you know, from all different ends of the spectrum, talk about something related to health and how you can improve your health. And I told the story, I was one of only like two people in the book that wasn't actually a healthcare professional. But I told my story of um, when my daughter was seven and was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and they wanted to put her on, um, you know, adult chemotherapy drugs for RA patients and all this. And she was fifty some pounds and seven. I didn't know anything about natural health, but I decided that I was going to learn. And um, so we put her on an all organic diet, took her to homeopathy. Um, we did the typical, you know, physical therapy and stuff as well, but. Within six months of employing all these natural things, including a complete organic diet with no sugar and flour, um, she went from severely arthritic to negative. Wow. In six That's months. amazing. Yeah. So based on these first three books, I guess you guys can tell that Amy is, uh, she's sort of right in alignment with Happy Healthy You. She believes in body, mind, spirit, balance. Mm-hmm. And her latest book, Unwrapping Me, seems to really, really dig deep into the issue of can we really be happy here on earth and how how do we really achieve that that sense of balance and and, yeah. and that's you, the big question yes <laughs> it is yeah and, um, yeah there's loud noises in the back so we'll wait till they stop dropping pans in the kitchen but what's your inspiration for writing unwrapping me and and how did that come about well um i actually didn't set out to write a book which i normally don't it just kind of happens um so, what I did was, um, wasn't feeling well, had been through a lot of life changes, um, had been to a lot of holistic healers and modalities and therapies, and knew that there was something to it. Like, I got relief from it, um, I felt better emotionally, physically, but I still wasn't doing really great, and I was working with different healers, and during this book, I talk a lot about this one wonderful healer named Mary Ellen Faust, and she does body talk therapy, and she's very intuitive and you know does massage, and basically she's a, she's a great teacher. And I, when I would work with her, I'd feel great, and she would give me tools, and I would work on things. But usually within a week or so of talking to her, I would find something else happened, and my whole world would come crashing down again, and I would feel awful. And I would be like, what happened? I just felt great when I talked to her. So I decided that I needed to empower myself to figure out what was wrong. And I figured if everybody else can do it, I guess I can do it too. <laughs> so that was really how it started. Um, and, and, you know, I write website copy and, and write for other people. 
So that's really my comfort zone is writing. At the time, I was reading Drunvalo. I was reading his books, and actually I read one of his books, and I talk about it while I was going through this process. And um, I was getting into meditating, and he really teaches you how to, like, really get into meditation. And so I was reading that, and I thought, you know, I just had moved to Arizona. We were just getting acclimated, and I still, you know, didn't have a full-time job. And so I thought... My job is going to be me. I'm going to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm going to be my own advocate. And so I sat down and would type a question, and then I would meditate. And then I would say, I'm not going to move until I get an answer. <laughs> so I yeah, spent, yes, it. I'm going to I'm, sit. I'm a very uh, vigilant like person. Buddha. I'm That's very hard on myself. No, but see, the, the, thing, the difference between us, which I learned in this book too, is that you have to allow, which mm-hmm. I usually try to force, control, push, yes. make happen. We all do. And right. the big, one of the biggest things I learned in this book was that I needed to let go and allow. And that was something that um, I had to learn to get the answers to my questions in this yeah. book. So you, you started on this, this quest to have your questions answered. What were some of the first questions that you asked that... Well, they were just basic questions, just okay. to see if I could even get an answer, because I was not really sure I was going to get one. And, you know, one of my first questions you'll see in there is um, about death. And, you know, I knew that we didn't, our souls didn't really die from writing the book, you They're Not the Go book. On. Right. right. So I knew that, but I wanted to see. And so, but then I actually got some information. And actually, maybe it's the same information, but I got it from a different perspective, different words, a different thought process. And so I thought, okay. But then I didn't, I was like, uh you know, I already know about this stuff, so I want to move on to something else. And so I would just ask general stuff, you know, why don't I feel good? Why am I not happy? You know, and then once I started to feel a connection, and I knew there was a connection because while I was typing the answers, I lost track of time. I didn't feel pain in my body. I didn't even really feel like I was there. And it was funny because when I would go back, I, I knew I was typing and I knew, I understood the answers as they were coming through and I was right. kind of in awe and I kind of just was typing along. But when I would go back and read it days later, I felt like I was reading it for the first time, the oh, answer. So wow. I, I felt like I was getting a new perspective. So it was fascinating. Here's a question that you ask and you say, most days I don't feel well. How can I feel better? And maybe you can read some of what the answer is. Sure. It's pretty cool. So it says, um, it has nothing to do with trying harder, struggling, or pain. It has everything to do with allowing, relaxing, and letting in what feels good to you. You struggle and bear down to try so hard to eat right, exercise, and know everything you should. Again, (laughs) speaking to my trying very hard. Um, When what you don't know enough of is you. You are here to learn, grow, and be for others. But you are to experience joy, feel joy, and share joy. Who do you see the most joy in? Children and animals. What do they have in common? They live in the now. They have fun. They see the magic in the little things. A dandelion, a caterpillar, a piece of chalk, and what it can create. They play make-believe a lot. They are who they want to be. A pirate, a princess, or whatever they want. They know that if they believe that, they are that. It's that simple. You should take notes and watch children play, or better yet, play with them. Let go of what you should be doing, how you look, or if it's silly. (laughs) Let a child teach you how to live today. Laugh, make stuff, and laugh some more. Run, jump, giggle. Let the beauty of life flow through you. 
for when you do, your life will be as you wish. Oh, that is so beautiful. Well, that could be you. for me, Amy. <laughs> I told, and you're you're getting emotional. As I you am. Read this. I am. It, what are you feeling right now as you read that? It's so simple, but it, but it's hard. It's simple. It's a simple answer, but I think we, most people, at least I do, find it difficult to do because there's so many other extraneous pain, sad, unresolved, sadness, um, things that we haven't dealt with that get in the way of that simplicity. Yeah, yeah. And what did you learn about, like, as you as you started digging deeper, was it sort of like peeling an onion? I mean, mm. did you... Did you very much so? Were you able to kind of let go of some things and? Oh, I let go of a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Talk um, about that a little bit. Well, you know, as it began, I really didn't know what the answers were going to be, and so I was really looking for technical answers. I wanted them to tell me what to eat, what Specific supplement to take, things, yes, yeah. um, what I should do, how I should exercise. I felt like very confused, and I thought if someone gave me a plan you know, a prescription plan of A, B, C, and D that I would just feel better. And what I really didn't expect was that I would be delving into all these painful things, having them brought up, and just changing my perspective. And that's how everything changed. It really wasn't, I mean, it's magical kind of in the way that it came out, but the answers, and the answers are beautiful, but they're really not magical. They're very simple. Uh-huh. But we don't make life simple. We make it difficult. Because I found from this is that we look through everything through these pain glasses. All the things we went through in life that we don't resolve are there. And they create this cloud that you can't see through. And once you get rid of them or start to clean them off, (laughs) you can see it differently. So, you know, say someone hurt you and... Um, you're angry at them and all you can focus on is what they did to you and why you're angry and what, what you're going to do to make them pay. And, you know, the typical response people have to things, once you clean the pain away, you can see it all differently and you can see why they're acting the way they're, what they're doing, like what motivated their behaviors. Right, right. You can almost feel sorry for them or have compassion, compassion for them because you can see that their pain that they're still holding from someone else is what's causing them to act the way towards you. Most people's reactions have nothing to do with you. It has to do with their own pain and their, their you know. Exactly. So, so yeah, and as I started to get deeper into and started trusting the process, I didn't really trust it at first. I didn't know what the process was. Yeah. But once I got comfortable, I mean, this went on for a good nine, ten months of just meditating and writing. Once I started to get into the zone, I started to let go and open up more and move to another deeper, uh, more personal level of, you know, what was bothering me and, you know, all the, the, the symptoms that I had and have still have some are from an underlying issue of something that's unresolved or that, that's causing me to look at a situation through those cloudy glasses. Yeah. So Let's yeah. talk about that a little bit because I, I think that's a really important point. Um, you you did suffer with some physical symptoms, mm-hmm. and I believe that everything starts out here in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And if we don't pay attention, if we're not tapped into our God right. selves, our spiritual selves, right. then it comes seeps into the emotional body, and it starts to starts to kind of knock at the door a little bit louder. And then if we don't listen, it 
it can affect us yes. physically. And so the ultimate goal would be to be in alignment spiritually, right. emotionally, mentally, physically. Right. But how many of us are? I right. mean, life is hard. It's There's, a it's, it's a waning in and out process. It totally is. Yeah. 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 And so. Talk a little bit about some of some of the things that you struggled with prior to this book coming and what kind of brought you to that point. Right, right. Well, I think it probably was building my entire life. <laughs> um, I had, you know, I was born into a relationship that was abusive and um, alcoholic-driven and, um, you know, had abandonment and all kinds of abuse. Every, every kind of abuse there is, I had. So, you know, I grew up in this unhealthy environment and so of course you know you shut down so that you don't have to feel so you don't have to deal with it or you uh, start to see things differently and you know as I got older um, you know and a teenager I just reveled in the in the pain and you know it became deeper and depression and anxiety and then it started to manifest um, you know in my early 20s into physical symptoms you know IBS um, you know, just all kinds of like stomach, you know, anxiety driven issues. And then it turned into, um, I actually had, um, melanoma when I was in my twenties, um, which thankfully I had surgery and didn't have to have anything else and got rid of that. But, but it was, it was a building process. And then it got to, um, once my daughter was young and I realized that I wanted to be a healthy, happy mom for her. That's when I kind of realized that I this started and then with her health issues learned about you know food and health and so it, it kind of was a building process but you know I'd struggled with depression and anxiety my whole life I think that's one of the biggest things because if you're living in that space then you know physically it's going to manifest in other ways right. um, you know w- with whatever you know I think I believe what you say, that I think that everybody, um, it begins with an emotion. I think emotion turns into the sickness. So whatever emotion it is that you're struggling with, and you know, if you're depressed or have anxiety, you're not really ever in much of a good place, and it's going to create problems. Right. So I, you know, then I, it, mine moved on to fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and things they just can't really diagnose, but would say, oh, it's probably, you know, you need to, you need to go see a psychologist, which is great, but you do have physical symptoms. And so I think what I'm still learning too is, is that once you get to that point that you have these issues that are physical, you need to go to the basics and clear the emotional aspects of it, but you're still going to deal with the repercussions of the part that's physical. So you still have to find ways to deal with them on a you know physical level. So I think it's a you know mind, Multi, body, spirit, everything faceted. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, so as you go on with this, I, I'm, I'm just drawn to your book because it gets deeper and deeper and you, it, you seem to uncover some of the pain. And here, here's a question. You say, why do I find it so hard to let go, let go of anything, relationships that don't serve me, habits that don't serve me, thought processes that don't serve me, and on and on. Why can't I even let go enough to relax? For example, my shoulders are tense, so I consciously take deep breaths to put my attention in relaxing them and feeling them that way. Then I go into something else, and when I come back, they're tense again. <laughs> I mean, how many of us can relate to that? Life is hard. Yes. So, so let's talk about, maybe you can read some of the answer okay. that you got to that question. Yeah. So you're tensing against life instead of letting it flow. You feel like you have to force it instead of just being and letting what you want to come to you. 
You don't believe it will, and you do not have faith that it will, so you feel the need to hold on with your very last finger now, so as not to fall off the mountain. Let go of the mountain. You're not hanging off of a cliff. You're, you are the cliff. The mountain, the air. You have nothing to fear. That saying, you have nothing to fear except fear itself, is so right on, because that fear is much worse than anything that will actually happen. And being or staying in that fear will only leave you vibrating at the level of the things that you fear, which brings you stuff that you do not like. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. That is so true, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. we, can, we can imagine things, and I have a really good imagination, so I always go to the worst scenario. Yeah. And, and yeah, that just brings on more. It does lower your vibration. It does. Yeah. It's yeah. all connected. So, it really is. So have you come to a place where you've been able to let go a little sooner? Because I think that's what it is. It's like you become conscious of things. And, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I definitely am still a work in progress. Sure. But um, I'm aware now. And I think awareness is key. I mean, what, what's, what is it that they say, you know, realizing there's a problem is the first step and the most important step because if you're aware of it, then you can take the steps that you need to correct it. So, yes, I'm definitely more aware, very self-aware. You know, before I think I looked at it as just the big picture. I'm not happy, but now I can actually tune in more and say, okay, what's going on? Okay, you're tensing up. Okay, what's going on in your life right now that's causing you to become? And I can kind of break it down for myself, mm -hmm. which before, you know, and a lot of people, at least when I went to seek help, I'd just be like, I'm a mess. <laughs> fix me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And it's our job to fix us. Always so, looking outside right. for, for ways to right. be happy right. and, and healthy. And so, you, so you went through this process for, what, nine or ten months, you yes. said? Mm -hmm. And as you got toward the end, did you know we were coming to the end? Like, how did you know you were? it was time to wrap this up? And, you know, it all just kind of happened. It's funny, when I write books, I never plan on writing a book. It just happens number two I don't ever outline a book or plan how it's gonna happen and I kind of um, I, I did kind of know I got to a point where I had dug down to the major things that were bothering me in my life and it was kind of becoming very apparent <laughs> that most of the problems were based in the realization that I didn't love myself and as I went through this process and the tools, the mantras, the exercises, and just reading the answers started to allow me to open up to start experiencing self-love, which was amazing because I'd never felt that before. And so I realized that was the foundation of this entire book was once you love yourself, you start to treat yourself like someone you love, which is what you should always do. But, but generally we again go outside of ourselves treat our children or our grandmother or whoever with this grand amount of love and care and consideration and we deprive our own selves of it. Mm -hmm. And then we get tired and sad and sick and angry and then we wonder why and it's because we're not treating ourselves the way we deserve to be treated. So I kind of got to that point at the end where I started to give myself a break and love myself and do all these things to honor myself and then I felt a uh, calling to go to Drunvalo's workshop, which was about discovering love and, and the love in yourself and love that is, connects us all. And I felt like it was almost uh, my week of hands-on experience. So I was taking all that I had learned on that time. And here, here's a funny story for you. So 
he has a pretty good waiting list a lot of times for his workshop. Yeah. So I couldn't get into it. This was the, um, I was looking at his workshop in the summer and his fall workshops were both full. So I went on a waiting list and I didn't know if I was going to get in or not, but I just said, Hey, I'm going to go on the waiting list. But there wasn't another one until like February. And I was back East visiting family and, um, went and had a body talk session in person with Mary Ellen, who I spoke about earlier. And she had asked me, I, she had given me the first couple of his books to read and she, you know, she knew that I loved him and I wanted to go to one of his workshops because she, she'd actually been to one. And I said, yeah, I put myself on the waiting list and I feel like if this is the time that I'm supposed to go, I'm going to go because I feel like I'm supposed to go and be amongst others who are doing kind of the same searching. And don't you know, I drove away from her house. 20 minutes later, I got an email that said, you've been accepted off the waiting list. Oh, my gosh. That's and I was awesome. like, okay, la, there yeah. we go. I yeah. know I'm supposed to go. Right. And um, so I came home, and I ended up going to his workshop. And it was amazing because it was people searching for the same things. And it was a way for, I mean, we had to do some great exercises. Like you had to, um, it was a Sufi dance they did where you had to put your hand on the person across from your heart and stare it in their eyes and look into their soul and connect with their heart, which, you know, I'm not very good at talking to a stranger, let alone connecting strangers' hearts. So it was, it was very eye-opening for me. Yeah, yeah it was very, um, very eye-opening for me yeah. to learn that unconditional love and to apply that to others around me yeah. and know that, that everybody has that in them. Everybody has yes. that in them. Yes. And, and so doing that with strangers was, it was very intimidating. A, I, I'm not, let's go up and go somewhere by myself kind of person for a week with no one that I knew. And so, but I did it. I, I knew I was supposed to go. I just had this call to go. Mm -hmm. And so after I went to that, I came home and it all seemed to have connected for me. And it kind of began in the first few chapters. I talk about an experience I had one night reading his book and how I was up in the middle of the night and I did his meditation and I felt no pain. And I sat and watched the sun come up crying with tears in my eyes because I thought it was the most beautiful thing I ever saw when I've seen sunrises before. Sure. But to me, it was like I've seen it for the first time. And so I felt like that was kind of um, the wrap up for me. And so that's when I started to wind down was after the workshop. And I, I, but then I, you know, I ask other questions like I come home from this workshop and I literally felt like I was floating off the ground. I didn't even feel like I was walking on the ground. And Everything that happened when I came home felt like it was like bombarding me and I was like, no, 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 I want to be in this place. And it kind of was a way for me to realize how to integrate it and realize that it is a flow, that some days are going to be more connected and some days I'm not and I'm going to have to work and ebb and flow. It's, a, it, it's not always going to be, I can't just go sit and meditate for, you know, hours a day like I did that week, even though I would right. <laughs> sometimes would love that all the right, time, right. but um, how to integrate it into life. And some of the things I struggled with doing that because it was kind of like a coming back down to earth for yeah, me. Yeah. And so then I felt like, okay, you know, now I'm going to wrap that up. And, you know, and it, I, I kind of tried to wrap it up in a summary by telling all the things that had changed and the things and the ways in my relationships that I had a different perspective. And then I thought, okay, that was that. And then, you know, of course, in the next year I had Lots of other things happen to make me see it all differently as well. Well, I think so. that's the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think as we unpeel the layers of ourselves and we get closer to our yeah. our true nature, which is our God selves, right. 
um, yeah, I think we reach different levels, and then other challenges yeah. come and say, okay. So you can reach another so level. You th- so you think you're all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, I definitely have learned. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you deal with, how much money you have, what your name is, how many initials you have behind your name. Right. We are all the same. We are all the same, yeah, yeah. It's it's so true. So here's, here's one of your, uh, not the last chapters, but... You write, today I woke up happy, which is good for me, but again, feeling pieces of my old self, where I'm pressed for time, etc. I want to live the rest of my life feeling like I did that night, full of love, contentment, trust, and full of energy. There really aren't words to describe the bliss I felt. How can I tap into that and live that way all the time? And here you write, I love what they say here. (laughs) All right. congratulations (laughs) you've experienced a profound step in remembering who you truly are spirit when you did not resist or fight your pain but let go and trusted you opened yourself up to the healing that you were wanting your spirit opened up because you allowed it to when you let go and trusted yourself your spirit and the universe the three dots were an activation or turning on your connection to your higher self the higher realms and the spirit world See, you were not straining, like you strained to hear us or see something. You were not begging or pleading or crying out in desperation. You were just being, letting go and trusting. You did not resist or tense or feed into the pain. You just relaxed and let go of it. Resisting is what you have done for so long, and many do, so do not beat yourself up. You recoil, go into a fetal position, resist, hold on to the pain, cry out in desperation. But as you know, all that did was feed it and continue to give you more of the same. Placing your arms open, your legs apart, and opening your heart and releasing allowed you to actually see or experience the perfection of how spirit works. Oh, and here's the one last. Yes, it is simple, yet so elusive for most. <laughs> so true. It is so true. I love that. I love that. You know, that is, that is such a good lesson for all of us, that we are we're spirit and yes. we, we walk around feeling like we are our bodies and and really if we can learn like you learned when you were up in Sedona to be in the world but not of the world mm-hmm. as it's, I think is in the Bible right? yes yeah it's so when people read this book I think they're really going to get to know who you are and who but most of what you've been through is so universal and everyone every everyone at some point in their life can relate to so many of the uh, stories that you talk about but it's really just a Q&A right and, yes and mm-hmm. Q&A and who is the Q&A between <laughs> it's between Amy yes. and Amy who? and uh, my friends unseen <laughs> friends that's what I call them you know I think everybody has a different label for the answers you know some people say it's your higher self you know there's spiritual teachings that um you know you're split that your higher self is up here and that you're here on earth and there might even be another part of you in a different life somewhere else that's a little yeah you never know but so i don't know if i connected to my higher self i don't know if you know some people call it universal life energy i don't know if it's ascended masters i don't know who it is I joke in my intro that I don't care if it's Elvis. I don't care who it is. I just know that it was a very loving voice. And it wasn't a voice. I didn't hear it. It literally came down through me and out my fingers. And I didn't hear really them speaking. I just knew the words to type. Mm -hmm. So it was a, you know, some people call it channeling. Some people call it automatic writing. 
So basically, it's me sitting down with my questions and having some lovely friends answering me, whomever that might be. <laughs> After you had gone into meditation yes. and really centered yourself. And yeah. Then, yeah. Well, it's really fascinating, and, and so much of this book is, as I said, universal. And, and we all have experience. We all have wounds. We all have, you know, abuse issues or whatever, depression, you know, whatever the reasoning is behind it. I think what makes it... And, and if I didn't start thinking I was going to write a book, I thought that I was going to ans get answers for my health issues. So I think why I decided to turn it into a book was because the answers are universal. They're what everybody can use to live a happy, healthy, centered life coming from a place of self-love, non-judgment. And when you come from those places, you don't you're not bothered by other people you don't feel when they're judging you you feel compassion for them you don't judge them back you it's know it's a whole higher level it is. of living it really it's a it's a completely different perspective um i it, i don't think it's any probably new knowledge i think it's just my take on it from my life experience and my perspective yeah it's beautiful thank you so much amy and for more information and to find your book where can people go? Um, they can go to my website, which is apmorris.com. Um, they can also um, find my books on um, Amazon, Kindle. Oh, shoot. Um, Say that again. They can also find them on um, Amazon. There's Kindle and hard copy books. You know, they can just look up Unwrapping Me, AP Morris. It's the only one. There is no other book on Amazon called Unwrapping Me. So It's a beautiful cover. Thank, Thank you so you. much for coming on the podcast to talk about your journey and your books and, and well, everything. thank you. I love talking about this I stuff. hope next time I come, <laughs> we can have lunch again. Yes. This has been awesome. Definitely. Uh, thank you. I think you have really good comments. You're right. <laughs>